What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Hello, Your thrice. This is your thrice weekly podcast that talks about the hottest and and most chat worthy news with a touch of what, Terence? Touch of good old Singaporean humor. Good old Singaporean humor. We are recording late night tonight for for an intimate session. About mm. the the happenings of the day or the past few days. Yes, and uh, yeah, our topics are really suited for late night intimate sessions. Really, yeah. At least <laughs> so the second one. Uh, the second one. The late second one. <laughs> this is the second one. <laughs> yeah, if the if the first topic is what you think about right before going to bed, um, I guess I guess to each his own. But yeah. uh, uh, I I would like to know what you think about lah. Uh. <laughs> If that if that makes sense, because I mean, even before we dive into the first topic, is there anything we should give a shout out today to? Uh, what do we give a shout out to our YouTube channel, uh, right? I mm, think I think sure. it's, it's we're we're the you know a lot of people have been asking you know uh, I mean not a lot of people uh, maybe the one or two people ask if we're still doing YouTube because we haven't hadn't seemed to be uploading videos up there anymore. But uh, mm. I think what we what we've um, found we found a good compromise between what I think people are interested to see and uh, and what uh, time what time we have to put up videos on YouTube. But so I think um, we've decided that we will for for you know for the podcast where we have a guest that we film it in person or, or if we have a guest like basically. We will put up the video on YouTube because I think that's of interest for people watching to see how they react to our questions and things like that. But um, for the ones that is just me and me and Harish, I think we will keep those uh, to audio only. Mm. So at least for now, la, At, at least, least for now. now for at now. least for now, for because now. it does take quite a lot of time to, as you can imagine, to put up an hour and a half video on YouTube. Uh, and to you know do all the checks and things that we need to do with a few different cameras, so uh, just to keep things sustainable and just to make sure that you guys at least get to see like the interesting guests that we bring onto onto the podcast. Go and check out the our YouTube channel. Subscribe to it. You know, the more subscribers we have, obviously, the more motivated we are to put up more shit. And maybe one day we might even put up something else other than just uh, the 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 full podcast itself, like, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean. Um, we did do a post to 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 hire some folk a few weeks ago, and we have been chatting with with a lot of people, and and hopefully we can expand our team pretty damn soon, mm-hmm. and that's when we can we can ramp up the the uploads of not just YouTube videos but the other stuff that Terence mentioned. Mm-hmm. So it's in the works, man. It's in the works. Yes, that's right. It's in the works, as with it's a lot in of the things. Works. Yeah. Yes, and I mean, I guess. Uh, one of the things in the works is is uh, the American VP Kamala Harris's trip in Southeast Asia. She's still in Southeast Asia, right? Oh, that that was a segue. It was like <laughs> that was a horrible segue, man. It was a car crash. Was, it was no, a, it was there, like a car crash. <laughs> there was a a minute pause that I was waiting for you to fill up with a segue, oh. but I I don't know how come you didn't. It's the it's the late night the late night me. That yeah, it's the late be, night. Yeah, it's a late night meal, so yeah. <laughs> no, but the thing is, the thing is, we are recording late night. Yeah. I don't know whether people will listen to this late night. Mm. So, mm. so you just if you're starting your day with this, but you're already thinking, what the fuck are these guys on? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, then maybe it's time for you to 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 have a more relaxful morning. 
mm-hmm. and you know enjoy our our more mellow somber tones of voice uh you just said relax relaxful morning Relax. Oh, shut <laughs> Did I say relaxful? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously. Hey, obviously. Now, wow. now I feel like, you know, there's one thing about being censored for your opinions. Uh. Now I feel like I'm being censored for my pronunciations. <laughs> no. That's a first, no? No, no, no. It's not your pronunciation. Relaxful just doesn't exist. As <laughs> my spelling. My yeah, spelling. A, it doesn't exist as a word, you know. It's your, your imagination. No, but, but but yeah, I I get what you're saying. Like, I get what you're saying. Some people are driving or exercising this, yeah, so yeah, we're, right. we're gonna be we're gonna make this exciting. And what is the exciting, exciting news? <laughs> what is the exciting news that we're gonna talk I about? I already I already talked. Oh, you mean the exciting news about uh, Kamala Harris? Uh? Yes, yes, yes. I mean, correct. I mean the the core of it is that uh, I mean she arrived in Singapore on Monday. She left on Wednesday, and by Thursday, I believe mm. by yes no by yesterday. Um, the, the Chinese netizens, not all of them, some mm. of them uh, had already branded Singapore as a bunch of running dogs and bootlickers mm, mm. to and, the US. And that's because primarily because she she you know had a lot of uh, tough tough love or strong words like, for China, saying that they're undermining the rule of law you know with their incursions in territorial disputes in the South China Sea. Uh, you know, we're, we're, even Singapore, we're not we're not strangers to that whole uh, scenario, right? With the uh, what 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 islands was that that we had a dispute over with with China? Do you remember? Uh, no, I I believe it was um, I can't I can't remember. Yeah, but Singapore was had an uh, we had a dispute about a certain a certain territorial some territorial. Issues. I think it was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, correct, correct. It was the. Uh, oh wait. Oh no, we don't. We don't have. Yeah. We are not a party so, to the territorial disputes in the South China Sea. Oh, fake news, no. <laughs> <laughs> but fuck? but we have an interest in the outcome of this dispute since they have implications on international law, and ASEAN yeah. unity. Yeah. 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 Correct, correct, correct. So Sorry. so maybe okay maybe maybe we maybe we take a a step back from Kamala Harris's trip and just to give and uh, not say take a step back take an overview of what actually happened because mm. there there was talk of her coming like a few weeks before already like she mm. would be the first person um in um she she would because even Biden hasn't come to Singapore of of late so yep. she came she arrived on Monday mm. and essentially uh the first thing that she did was. She was greeted at the Istana by mm. PM Lee and she was given an orchid of her own mm. that was named after her. Yeah, correct, correct, correct. Um, and I mean, I always find that like a, I think it's kind of a cool thing that Singapore does, mm. but it also feels like, there's one thing about giving someone flowers, yeah. but giving someone flowers in their name. Mm. I'm just curious, like for all the people who have been given uh, orchids with their name, do they even keep it? Because you probably can't bring it back to your country, right? Yeah, that's right. Probably bring it back like uh, diseases and, and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, so that happened at the Istana. Then um, she she met PM Lee's team, mm. which were uh, which included Teo Chi Han, the Defense Minister, uh, Foreign Minister Vivian Balakrishnan, and the Finance Minister. And her team, there was the Chief of Staff, the Deputy National Secur- Security Advisor to the VP. Mm. And they talked about um, general issues like the COVID-19 pandemic, climate change. Then after that, um, they they met the... Then she she had a chat with uh, our president, Halima Yaakob. Mm, mm, that's right. Um, 
and also about the topics of of um, climate change, COVID, as well as empowerment of women. Mm. And then after that, they she met PM Lee and the delegation again before joining a, a press conference uh, to the public lah, where they fielded mm. questions from the journalists. That was yeah. on Monday. Yeah. On Tuesday, she had her own address during which she made some comments about China. And then after that, um, I think on on Tuesday itself, she left for Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Correct, correct, correct. Right. So, so I mean, the 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 backlash started after her her address on Tuesday, lah. Yeah. And more specifically, she kind of talked about how the U.S. is 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 going to continue building relationships with uh, Southeast Asian nations, and with the understanding that also. I mean, the goal of, of free movement along the, the the South China Sea is the is the ideal, but mm. of course, Beijing continues to to make things difficult, mm. um, And just that mention just sparked off a wave of shitting on uh, by the Chinese netizens, la. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah. And I think the Chinese foreign minister also came back and accused China, uh, the U.S., of bullying countries. Um, mm. And then it just became like. Like uh, Singapore and and Vietnam also, which is the next stop for Kamala Harris, coming in the middle of this of these tensions, lah. Yeah. But but yeah. Why specifically the, were you so keen to talk about this, uh? Um, I mean, it's it's a big deal, right? Like like um, I mean, uh, we've been closed off to to the rest of the world for quite a while already, and uh, for the fact that the vice president of you know, right now the the you know the most influential country in the world, right? Um, mm. The new vice president who was hailed is a you know first Asian American uh, vice president and 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 everything. You know, her first trip out of the U.S. during this very very difficult period of COVID and and everything uh, was Singapore. You know, it, it says something. Um, and then also it happened right at the time when all everyone's eyes were focused on what's happening in Afghanistan as well. So mm. you know that everyone will be asking her questions about Afghanistan and and and, and watching her every move la, to, to see, to, to really question really, is the US really committed to forming real partnerships in the region? Because if you look back at the history of the past two presidents, uh, Trump skipped three ASEAN summits. You know, he skipped three ASEAN summits. He, I mean, they had that, they had that, 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 that very grand wayang la, the the North Korea summit here, right? But mm. subsequently he skipped the where he skipped the summits where actual you know actual work gets done, um, and then for Obama, I mean yeah la, he, uh, every year do you remember he sent Joe Biden here in two thousand thirteen, mm. right? Yeah, and then and, and yeah, yeah you know there were pictures of Joe Biden drinking sugarcane juice at at uh at Adam Road Hawker Center. And you know, like just, just like uh, rubbing shoulders with Singaporeans, and, and you know, I've heard he's a very, he's a very uh sociable, very very out outgoing guy. And so you, and anyway, he even met Lee Kuan Yew. This was before Lee Kuan Yew passed away and everything. Uh, so it was like, yeah, it was a, it's just a, a lot of pomp and circumstance around it, lah. But but this mm. time there's a, it's a very different kind of, I think a much more somber kind of uh visit, right? Like like everyone's yeah. really watching to see what the actions and what they're gonna do, ah. Huh? So it is a it is a big deal, lah, you know, and the fact that um, yeah, it also happened, you know, like during our when we are celebrating our national day parade and all that kind of things as well that whole weekend. So I think I think a lot of it uh, got swept. I mean, we we didn't really hear as much as as we probably should 
should be hearing about it lah for when a vice president of the US visits Singapore. Lah. Yeah. And I mean, essentially, because, okay, so one thing whenever these, these politicians meet, because um, even if you listen to the, the joint press conference they had, it started off with, you know, PM Lee giving a, a five-minute five spiel mm. um, and then Kamala Harris giving her spiel and then fielding questions. But I don't know, you know, always... I would love to be behind one of those closed-door meetings between these politicians because, you know, they say they talk about climate change, they talk about COVID-19, they talk about working together to 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 distribute more vaccines or vac- provide vaccine support. Mm. But all this is just like a theater, right? Mm. Uh, it's a theatrical play of of showiness and 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 politics like so so that's why i mean to me yeah i i do find it interesting that we are almost in the middle of these two two superpowers and kind of trying to be nudged one way or the other yeah. and i think concurrently also a few days ago vivian balakrishnan uh had a 15 minute long interview with with who uh, where he he quite eloquently um said something about how we we will there's a difference between us being useful and being made use of, la, and and mm. that was in the context of of uh, our relationships with the US and China, because mm. I think the the issue now for the Chinese citizens is that yeah we are we are sucking up to the US, uh, because which is disrespectful to China because we are a majority Chinese country, la. Mm. But I think there is some truth to us not being able to side with either one, la. We just need to play mm. this delicate game of like not pissing each other off and being very clear that we can agree with either one of them on different issues. Mm. So that's where I find it interesting, not about the intricacies, but just about the overall power player. It's mm. like watching a TV show. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of the work that um, needs to get done between the two countries and all like, uh, you know, stuff that is signed and agreements all that, all gets done like, sometimes even before the, the, the face-to-face meetups, right? And yeah. Then, so it's actually like a whole... It looks like they just came and didn't do shit, but actually probably a lot of work has been done in the lead up to this meeting already. Lah. And now yeah, it's just yeah. to shake hands and, and sign the thing. But uh, the other thing also, I just wanted to also uh, ask as well, like, was that, um, do, you, do, you, do you feel that same kind of like excitement about, about this visit that let's say like when Joe Biden came in 2013, like, if you can recall and everything? I think 2013, I wasn't woke yet. Oh, you know, so I wasn't, I wasn't woke. Oh, no political like, okay, awakening. Cool. Uh, no political awakening. No yet. political oh, awakening. I was I see, still I a political, uh, I was a, like a apathetic political, a, a, like apathetic Singaporean. Mm, 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 mm. Maybe 2013, you were, you were, you had your finger on the pulse already. Uh, no, I mean, but people were, you know, I mean, Obama was the president and all that. So, it was just, uh, it was quite a, I mean, you know, like, interesting. Like, it was, uh, I think definitely mainstream media covered it uh, all the way, because like, it was, it was, uh, it was a lot of photo opportunities as well. Like. Yeah, I, I mean, I will say that I think generally Kamala Harris is not as much of a celebrity as, as other politicians. Are. And I don't think mm. it's just the fact that she's vice president. Even if Joe Biden came, right, mm. his personality is just not as as attractive as Obama or or Trump, for that matter. You know, when Trump mm. came to Singapore, it was like the whole world knew, the whole mm. of Singapore was watching and there was a certain certain uh, buzz to it. Now yeah. with Kamala Harris, 
it just feels like it's purely business la. and mm. yeah and i don't know whether there's a consequence of just the general perception of us uh for for a lot of the world i assume it with what's happening in afghanistan is uh here's a already they 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 pulled out from this one region caused a whole fucking shit show there and then now they're coming to going to another region and talking about how building relationships when the whole world is watching them after building a relationship for 20 years apparently just pull out from one country and cause it to descend into mayhem and mm. here they are talking about building relationships so i think there's that sort of innate skepticism which is is unavoidable like you're looking at her yeah. and it, and and i was quite happy that a lot of the questions did ask her about Afghanistan and and the US approach to pulling out and mm. also watching her very very savvily dodge the question mm. and just answer with some sort of te- textbook template la. yeah but i mean one one thing i i have to point out like i think also uh Vivian Balakrishnan pointed out is that uh this Joe Biden administration is sort of a return to a, a more conventional type of politics like right yeah you know the right. last the, the four years with Trump was like a it was like reality TV show and you never knew what the hell was going to happen. The next thing you know, Kim Jong-un is in Singapore also and they're shaking hands and Miss Universe has a dress that has Trump's hand and Kim Jong-un's hand on the Mm-mm-mm. right around the crotch area. You know, this it was just a very strange four years for, for diplomats, for politicians and all to, to try and process what was going on in America, like, right? You know, the domestic issues, domestic politics taking a, a much bigger chunk of, of the president's uh, the president's time than, than compared to foreign policy. So so uh, in some ways, this is a... Uh, feels like a more re- return to normal, you know, where, where, where... Actually, that's very true. Uh. Yeah, yeah, where we like, oh, you know what, there's this diplomatic meeting and they come and shake hand and give speech and show face, like, basically, right? No, and maybe, maybe in some way, like us not knowing the intricacies helps helps them focus on what matters. Like. Because yeah. honestly, when I was trying to to open up the, the tabs about, okay, just understanding the chronology and schedule of Kamala Harris and what she did in Singapore, it wasn't the easiest thing to piece together and like place them, okay, what happened first, what happened next. Um, and you know, me and timelines, we're like fucking like uh, always in sync, man. Mm. So in this case, maybe, maybe that is a... A good thing lah. Maybe yeah. it was a little too much fanfare last time, yeah. where it almost took away from the politics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, huh, that's that's an interesting thought. Yeah. Plus, he, the, plus he, the he said it during the interview la. He said it during the interview with CNA. Where yeah. That that's the one that that I correct, correct, quoted yeah. from just now. So yeah. yeah like like you know the and the fact that you know we're under sort of under still under like semi lockdown kind of like right at this point. So mm. you don't see her like going to hawker centers, mingling with people and and stuff like that, like She just comes and does her work and then and then leaves, like, Right? Yeah. yeah. Actually, that's that's quite true. And and I mean, like the the interview that Vivian Balakrishnan did, he's definitely a good orator, Like when he when he was talking about um how we need to be very careful siding with uh the US and China, I thought I thought he did it in a way that that felt. Okay, you can almost you can almost understand the rationale. Whereas when Kamala Harris was answering some of the questions uh, that pressed her on Afghanistan, it really felt like the the yeah like the re-emphasis of of building relationships. The fact that she has come to Singapore now is a is a show of the commitment they have in the region, which all felt like uh, we've heard this so many times before. Mm. Um, but but even at, even after all that, right? She came and left quite. Without without that much 
of a of a of a buzz lah, which like like what you say lah. Maybe that's that's what politics kind of needs right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, what do you think of the a lot of the Chinese, the internet, the netizens? Netiz- actually, I hate the word netizens lah, cause I mean anyone who uses the internet is a netizen, right? Uh, I would say guess I guess like Chinese comments lah, on uh, online commenters, online commentators. Uh, what do you think they of their response to uh, to this whole thing? Um, I mean. What do I think? Because I know the last time when we spoke of the the Chinese internet uh, users, the netizens was when Singapore was making it a bit harder to get the Sinovac vaccine, right? Mm. Um, and <laughs> we gener- we got a lot of flack from this same demographic about how we are anti-Chinese and we are not respecting Chinese. So mm. when I look at the comments from Chinese netizens and I say it with air quotes, to me it's almost just it's comical. Lah. So mm. um, yeah, so I I can't I can't really make much of it apart from the fact that okay like they are just a, a group of hardcore Chinese patriots who feel that because we are ethnically Chinese uh, majority in Singapore we need to support them uh, regardless of of anything else la. yeah yeah do you feel do you feel like a traitor or not uh no I don't I don't I think we are we're just playing our cards you know uh, close to our chest la. obviously I mean, the number of, uh, you know, Chinese companies that are here now, like TikTok is based here and everything, right? It's, mm. it's out of Singapore and, and and more and more Chinese uh, businesses are, are also setting up shop in Singapore. Shows you we are very open and very friendly with China as well. Uh. Um, I mean, in some, way, in some way, it's almost like they both want to influence us, influence yeah. us, which means we are quite, we are very relevant, right? Yeah, yeah correct. I correct, think even Vivia Balakrishnan said that the fact that if they are really trying to play these games to persuade us and all that, it means, yo, we are like the hot chick um, or hot yeah. dude in school that yeah. that the the cool people want to be with. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. So, so we're so, cool. Holy shit, we're cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's why it's nice to be chased rather than... than yeah, it's nice to right? <laughs> yeah, The next time we waiting for the Chinese, the Chinese uh, delegates to come also, uh, and have a nice yeah. sit down and, and name some flowers after them. But yeah, actually, there, there also uh, there, there, there's a whole thing about um, uh, what uh, Xia Kenping, which is a he's a politician uh, with the PAP and and also a CEO of NTUC, right? Mm. Yeah, mm. he also made tweeted something that that caused the uh, you know ruffled some feathers uh, in Singapore. And then he had mm. to take down that tweet. What was that tweet in question? Uh, the Facebook post. La. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah, he, Facebook post. Yeah. yeah, the Facebook post. He said, and I quote, as we know, VP of USA, Miss Kamala Harris, chose Singapore for her first stop of her Asia tour. Mm. And with it, a friend pointed out to me that Kamala's name spelled backwards is Alamak. What a coincidence. Hashtag Singapore, hashtag USA, hashtag Alamak, hashtag coincidence, hashtag humor. Yeah. So just from his use of hashtags, right, you can tell yeah. he has no idea what the fuck he's doing. Like. <laughs> Who the hell puts that many, that many hashtags on Facebook? Yeah. And, 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 and hashtag, hashtag Alamak. Who's, yeah. who, who does he think is going to click on the hashtag Alamak to see what other posts people have tagged with the hashtag Alamak? Uh, it was, remember like, in, I think in like maybe five or six or seven years ago, it was like people used to speak with hashtags. Uh, to like emphasize or you know just just be slightly ironic mm, in, mm, in what mm. they say as well. So oh hashtag this hashtag that, yeah, yeah, yeah. hashtag blessed you know. So so I think I think he's still caught in that 2013, 2014 kind of like uh yeah uh hashtag speak uh. 
By the way, yeah. but um, yeah, the, and that ruffled a uh, number of feathers, lah. Do you, and he had to take down. He he said he took down the tweet on his own accord. But but yeah, lah. Some people got pissed off, lah. And, and I, I mean, officially, officially, he said uh, he did post it on his Facebook page. But mm. uh, just before he went for his MPS, which is yeah. the Meet the People session, yeah. Midway through the MPS, a friend pinged him, and as he reflected on it, uh, he agreed it was not appropriate and. Decided to take down the posting. Uh. Yeah, so yeah, can yeah. you imagine like he was at the Meet the People session he got his post like someone maybe told him like yo, I think your post uh, not the most sensitive. Can you imagine? Correct. I would like to know what was running through his head. <laughs> la. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah, actually but, but can we break that down a little bit? Why, what, what were the angry reactions to his post uh, about? Um, I mean, I think generally the sentiment from what I gather was that okay, I think... This is not the first time a lot of people would have heard that joke or that realization. Mm. Um, and if it's among friends in a private WhatsApp chat or something, that's fine. Uh, mm. But if you're a politician, if mm. you're the CEO of of um, uh, NTUC, which is you know supposed to put people's first a ground up uh, uh, organization, to post something has how you say uh, has has flippant as that just felt like wow. yeah like like you you are kind of it's almost it just feels like a very low bro low brow kind of humor uh a joke lah. yeah well and maybe this harks back to what we were discussing about you know the names lah, right about treating names with some respect or so lah. Oh, uh, so this was a indirect uh, uh, I was baiting you, man. Me, uh. I was baiting you. <laughs> <laughs> eh. <laughs> There's a difference between mispronouncing someone's name and kind of just um, like this kind of joke. Yeah, and yeah, even yeah. when I say mispronouncing, not intentional. He wrote this post intentionally yeah, and yeah. he chose to post it. And it just feels like, yeah, a friend pointed out, yeah, first of all, um, your, your friends can point out a lot of things to you, but whether or not you post it on Facebook, you need to put on a bit of filter. I think it's more his standing mm. that, that that people reacted to. Like, I'm sure he's not the first person to post this joke or make a meme out of yeah, it. Yeah. But for him to post that felt a bit... Uh, yeah, you, well, like, when you saw it, what, did, what, what came across to your mind? Yeah, I mean, if you're a member of parliament, you are, you know, a representative of the people, uh, you know, a representative of the country, the leadership of the country as well, right? Mm. Uh, and then you have a foreign visiting dignitary who's in town, who literally is in town at that moment, uh, you know, like addressing difficult issues like like what's happening in Afghanistan and all that. Not saying that you can't criticize it, but if you're gonna if you're just gonna do some wordplay on the name, you know, just just keep that to yourself, like don't need to just don't need to to to, to officially tweet it from your account. Uh, and basically tell the world that you don't have any, you don't have deeper thoughts about about her visit to the to Singapore, than alamak uh. <laughs> But but what if what if the her name backwards spelled something very like how you say uh, honorary or or very complimentary? Oh then like, I, I mean like it, let's say her name was yeah. Tirams and you spell it backwards is smart. Oh, that kind of thing uh. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess maybe then that changes things because you're trying to make a point about the person and, and say something positive about a person. Uh, but alamak in general is just has, has negative connotations to it, right? right? Yeah, it's basically uh, like a, a, a Ooh, word of exclamation. Yeah, it's like, like, I fucked up. Ah, yeah. shit. Yeah. I fucked up, like, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Alamak. Yeah, 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 yeah so, exactly. 
So it's like what my mom would say if she spills some coffee on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not, yeah. So I, I guess he probably, his, his PR team or his social media team probably like, they went alamak when they saw his post, la, right? Wow, hey, just because you're a dad now, doesn't mean you have to make dad jokes now. It's funny, man. Hashtag I, I, Alama. I, hashtag, I attribute hashtag it to the fact that we are recording close funny to midnight. Joke. I, no, I, hashtag I, I let he doesn't slide. get it. I let that slide. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I let that slide. Um, but but but, but actually beyond that also, like, I think uh, Sudhir also wrote a post about this Sia Kemping thing, right? And then mm. uh, he said that uh, if it was a Chinese leader, Having uh you know a, a funny name as well, he doesn't think that Xia Kingping would have done the same thing lah. Um and 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 what what do you think of that? What do you think of that? Huh? So by Sudir, we mean like Sudir TV, who's been yes. a guest on our show and who Several is times, a yeah. socio political commentator in Singapore, quite yeah. well known, quite yeah. quite uh followed. Yeah. Um, I mean. There was one line out of a, a broader post on this topic where he also mm. said, yeah, like, it's not the best thing to say. But mm. with that specific line, I don't know, I felt that it, it like it, it it brought up or it actually it it dragged in the racial issue and I think it's not really a racial issue. La. Again, maybe mm. it's me ignorant and being brainwashed and being part of the problem. Mm. Mm. But you have, for him to do that, just felt like, wow, it took on a, a life of its own. La. Your, inbuilt, your I, inbuilt Chinese privilege, la, right? As in, as in my your, inbuilt, no, it's not my inbuilt, my accrued, accrued, uh, or my self, uh, what do you call it? Uh? The privilege from you that has rubbed off on, on me. On you, <laughs> yeah. My Chinese privilege by association. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, CPBA. Uh, but yeah. you do realize now that we have said that phrase, someone is gonna comment on Reddit again about the whole issue of Chinese privilege, like. Correct. So correct. just to clarify, yes. clarify we're not. We're, that is a whole topic for a separate uh, discussion. But yeah. but even if you take aside the word Chinese privilege, the fact that he kind of pointed this or like uh, implicated the race thing, I don't know. It wasn't clear to me, like. mm, I think he was coming from a place where uh, Kamala is a very common Indian name. Right. Mm. Uh, so that a Chinese majority person was making fun of an Indian name is a very is a very classic. Uh, yeah, la, Chinese majority bullying the minority thing, la, in Singapore. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, la, in some in some sense, it, it uh it did not strike me immediately as the the first thing that that was offensive about Xia Kemping's thing, la, about race because. Yeah, like I see I see Kamala Harris first and foremost as a representative of of America, like, right? You know, and, mm. and less about her race. But but then I I now I do remember she yeah like, she was the first Ameri- Asian American you know uh person uh to to be voted as vice president and all that. So I guess her race is a big part of her identity as well, and mm. and, and and maybe maybe for some it might it might mean mean more la. Um, but here's my question la. Here's a question I wanted to ask you la, Right? Um, okay, so we we. Which which is the the more offensive joke, the the one where you know making fun of the names being spelled backwards as alamak, or the one the the comment that I sometimes see online saying that I wonder if she went to Little India and tried komalas. Mm. Which one is more offensive? Or which one do you think is more should be shut down more la? I mean the the thing about shutting down, I think it's just 
it depends a lot on on who you are when you make that joke lah. Mm. I mean the Komala's thing also it just when she first became president I think there were already the jokes starting and mm. yeah if it's something that me and my mom joke around or me and my bro or another friend yeah it's it's a joke and and I think it's hard to say whether it should be shut down or not lah. It's just Because a very bad joke lah, right? Yeah, it's not it's It's not a funny outright joke, but I can see it being a funny meme or something like. But even then, it is yeah. I I don't know. I do I don't feel that either of that being uh offensive lah. If mm. as a joke, but of course depending on who says it, I wouldn't say it's it's offensive. I would just say it's it's uh inappropriate mm. in a way. Mm-hmm. But if you ask me why it's inappropriate, I just think that that if you are in a position of power or influence or authority, saying this does kind of trivialize the name. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. And the association Kamala's going to, I mean Kamala going to Kamala's. Um. Yeah. It, it just feels like if you're a, if you're a politician making that sort of statement, it kind of reduces the weight of anything else that you might have to say if this is something that you give air time to lah. Mm, okay, okay. I mean, from for yeah. me, I think the Kumaras thing is a is a lame ass joke, lah. So, yeah, if you ask me between the two, I think the Kumara one is 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 more stupid, lah. You know, stupid but not offensive. Is always you find it offensive also? No, lah. No, I think I don't think I find it offensive because I think people mean it as a lousy. It's just a lousy dad joke, lah. And, and yeah, but and, you also made a lousy dad joke just now, which you thought was really good. <laughs> it wasn't. That wasn't a dad joke. That was just. That was like a. It was a. It's a smart word play, you know, because I What actually used again. <laughs> I just said that probably his PR team or social media team was going oh, alamak. Alamak. Uh, Fuck you lah! That is not a smart a, word play lah. There's a, no word play at word all. Play on 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 what his you know, social media team probably said, but 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 no, yeah no, Just just, uh, I mean, I'm not I'm not a comedy snob or anything lah. But but at, if there's supposed to be a word pun in there, at least then Kumalas, I mean Kumalas and Kamala got different spelling, you see. So to me, it's not even uh, really much of a wordplay, lah. You know. Uh, Correct. Not. I yeah. I I guess. I guess. I mean. I think for me, the 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 most interesting thing out of this whole trip to Southeast Asia was um, the suspected reason for why Kamala Harris's trip to uh, Vietnam was delayed by three hours mm. uh, because she was showing signs of the Havana syndrome. Yeah. And I yeah. had no idea what the fuck the Havana syndrome is. Mm. Um, had you ever heard of it? No, never. I had to Wikipedia it. Yeah. So, so Havana syndrome is apparently a set of medical signs and symptoms mm. uh, that were first reported by the U.S. and Canadian embassy staff in Cuba, mm. uh, with the first cases being reported around late 2016. Yeah. So apparently that it it kind of affects diplomats in particular or mm. american diplomats or canadian diplomats and the symptoms are kind of like yeah you just you just hear very loud uh noises and and disorientation and vertigo and they've actually been studies on it mm. um by people from our alma mater university of pennsylvania as well where they specifically studied 21 diplomats and mm. there's no real uh conclusion as to what caused it there are theories That it's it's uh, uh mi- microwaves mm. from the Russians. Yeah. So it just feels like wow, fuck, I never knew this thing existed. Yeah. And I mean, in this day and age, right? Like I, it's one of those things that 
it would be interesting if it were true, but there's no evidence to suggest it is like. Yeah, and who knows? It might be, you know, the the she arrived during our national day parade weekend, all right? Yeah. Like all the flying of all the planes and everything, and like the noise. That's the noise that she was hearing, like, That she thought was like something else. No, but this Havana syndrome has been experienced by uh, the staff outside of Singapore, oh, so yeah, it's yeah, almost yeah, like yeah, a yeah, yeah. specific to US uh, embassies. No, no, but I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying that's that might explain what it was in oh, Singapore. Oh, oh. You know, yeah. I see, but mm. but yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting because even like there are a bunch of articles written about what exactly is the Havana syndrome, the studies, mm. the theories, and it just feels like it's a conspiracy theories theory uh, out and out but it's just an interesting reel yeah 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 the fact that it yeah it literally was uh, making its rounds as a reason why she was late uh. I mean she, she yeah, delayed for three hours trip. yeah so it's yeah. quite funny but yeah it was a so all, all yeah pretty eventful trip lah right I guess yeah pretty eventful and it's only two stops lah Singapore mm, and Vietnam yeah so it's uh, Singapore and Vietnam and, and I mean even in Vietnam she did uh, show uh, say some uh, aggressive remarks about China again, yeah. uh, which uh, again put uh, put a flame under uh, China's. Uh, what does it put a f- just irked China? So yeah. I mean, it's just interesting whenever these kind of things uh, happen because it's just a a show a show, and and hopefully hopefully we don't suffer because of it. Mm. Um, because we are right in the middle of it, like, and we always have been, like. mm. But uh, yeah, But speaking of um, a show, like, you know, stuff that is just a grand show and everything, a lot of people have been very upset with our with the company in question of our next topic, like, right? Because it mm. feels that they what they did was has showed that they are not committed to the the users and 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 people on their platform, like. mm. And uh, there's a lot of uh, discussion about. Why why this U-turn and everything? But what is this next topic we're talking about? It is uh the plan, uh the, the platform OnlyFans, which mm. just barely like was it two episodes ago yeah. that we talked about because at that point in time, OnlyFans, which is a platform that has hundreds of millions of users, um, that that grew so fast primarily because of the content created by uh, sex workers and and content creators who create sexually explicit stuff mm. uh, announced that they are going to be banning all porn content. La. Yeah. So uh, that was just, that was a week ago, about a week ago, la, right? About a week ago, yeah. yeah. And then just yesterday night, Singapore time, they announced that they are dropping the ban and mm. that they will continue to allow sexually explicit content. La. I thought they said they're suspending this ban. I mean, they said drops. Uh, different websites are reporting it uh differently mm. um i think like yeah dropped suspended basically it's not going to kick off on october 1st as planned mm. Mm. um but as with all platforms you never know what's going to be what's going to be around the corner la. yeah yeah correct so, yeah, so why why did it happen uh, do you know i mean the one of the reasons they they that they publicly said is that the payment gateways and and financial companies were no longer willing to transact um, or uh, trans- transact transactions coming out from OnlyFans or, or other porn websites, lah. And 
after we did that episode, I think um, we caught wind of some tweets talking about how it was the case that MasterCard themselves were changing their policy on October 1st, which would make it very difficult for pawn websites to to process payments through MasterCard's payment gateway and that it might set off a precedent for other financial institutions to also clamp down on pawn content. Mm. So it felt like that added a bit more credibility to OnlyFans' claim uh, that the payment gateways were a problem. But at this point, um, yeah, they, they, they were open enough to say that after hearing from the creators, after the backlash, they decided to to drop the ban because they wanted to keep it as uh, as inclusive a platform as possible. Mm. So it feels like they found workarounds mm. for the payment gateways. Um, but yeah, I think I think right now the details are still not clear about whether it is those payment gateways that reverse their decisions. I don't think so, but they found a workaround. Mm. And I think like uh, you know, since the ban was announced. Then, then, then that it's um, you know, I I've also like read a lot about how, uh, sex workers have 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 used the platform and and have actually made a living from it and, um, how it's actually much more dangerous for them if they don't have a platform like like OnlyFans are right, where they mm. have to actually have to do face to face uh interactions to make money and things like that, so in some ways um, yeah, the safety a lot of a lot of sex workers was also was also being compromised uh, by OnlyFans' decision. So it's not just about... Uh, so it's, I, I think a lot of people were just saying it's just about money, right? Like all these people, like the moment they don't have money, they make so much noise on it. But but the truth is, uh, there, there seem to be other kinds of benefits uh, that OnlyFans was bringing that, that you know other platforms didn't bring for, for sex workers. Uh, I mean, uh, in some ways this is good, but, but do you think... By any chance that this was a publicity stunt by OnlyFans just to, you know, get everyone excited and talking about OnlyFans again? Um, I I have heard that theory being thrown about, mm. but I think I, I can't see it being a good tactic lah. Because if you look at content creation platforms like Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, um, over the past few years when they have had policy changes that don't really put the creator first. Mm-hmm. It has almost always never worked out in their favor. Like, yeah, people mm-hmm. talk about it, but the space is so cutthroat. The, the, the space is so competitive that any slip up is going to be capitalized on by your competitors. Like. So mm-hmm. I think OnlyFans, I mean, porn websites are not new. Uh, porn subscriptions are not new. It's just OnlyFans had like a perfect storm of, of factors that made it super successful. Like. So... I I don't I, I, I can't see it being a, a factor because I know even when when reading up or, or looking at tweets from um, content creators of sexually explicit content, some of them had already started looking for alternative platforms. Some mm. of them had already lost subscribers. Some of them are now asking OnlyFans to reduce their transaction fees for the next few months to compensate them. Um, so yeah, why do do you think it? there's some way or you saw some some chatter about how it could pay off in the long term no yeah i mean i i thought yo what what are the chances that they're trying to draw support but i i mean reading the official press release or or just the the tweets like announcing this like i mentioned uh, they didn't even say that it was cancelled and they are remain committed you know there, there wasn't like a super big press release that they released and 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 told everyone, don't worry, we're here for you. It was just a very like 
uh, yeah, we're suspending this because we managed to find a workaround and yeah, you guys are important to us. It felt like that, you know? So, it didn't feel like they had a plan or they didn't have a very concrete plan in place for this announcement of this change in policy and subsequently this U-turn and everything. It felt like they were reacting to the things happening around them and and they're quite caught uh, with their pants down and, 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 you know, pardon the... The, the, the imagery but yeah like, they were caught with their pants down in this situation like. and then um, I think they probably realised they were losing uh, creators on the platform uh, and plus there's a lot of reputational damage I mean if you're a creator on a platform would you dare to take take that word that they won't try this kind of shit again uh, you mm. know two months down three months down four months down six months down so yeah like, like, like we mentioned on our previous podcast is that uh, everyone should start looking into diversifying the platforms that they're on as well, right? Yeah, but I mean, the 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 more we talk about it, the more I I can sort of see how maybe the the motive was not to to for marketing or something, but it was to arm twist uh payment gateways or to force a, a competitor payment gateway to come up with a solution. Um, by going public and very um, explicitly saying that payment gateways were a big factor in them having to ban sexual, uh, sexually explicit content, mm. Because you can imagine payment gateways are like the the one of the most critical pieces of any uh e-commerce platform, la. And yeah. if they decide to do something that fucks you over, they could literally fuck over your whole business. Mm. And for OnlyFans, because I mean OnlyFans. They've been around for a while. It's just in the past few years they've blown up. But mm. I think, you know, like the saying, I don't know whether it's an actual saying or not, but you, like nothing is ever too stupid uh, as it seems, as stupid as it seems or as smart as it seems. And I think mm. in this case, I, I can't see them being that dumb la, to ban such a big uh, proportion of their content creators from their platform without having an ulterior motive in mind la. and maybe it was just to yeah to to force a solution to the payment problem uh, either mm. by calling out the incumbents that were screwing them over or by just getting them to the incumbents to change or getting a new entrant to to take over and fill the gap la. Mm. yeah there's a yeah, it's almost because they did name did they name the banks then that were that were giving them a lot I of issues. I don't think they need to. People already started talking and people can mm. trace yeah, Like yeah, it's yeah. it's not an issue. It's almost yeah. like you know, companies put out call for proposals for, for vendors to submit tender, right? Mm. This was their call for proposal. Yeah. They're like, okay, guys, our payment gateway is being yeah. a fucking asshole. Any payment gateway out there, you wanna work with us? Come on. And maybe yeah. if that was their approach, then kudos to them for having the balls to risk their entire brand uh just knowing that they still have a have a very strong pull on people who create that sort of content, like. mm. uh, that's possible. It's possible. Like it's like the you know like like I think in the sneaker industry, there are all these leaks, right, of like upcoming sneakers and stuff like that. Mm, then mm, after mm. that, then they gauge the response to those leaks, and then what people are saying, then they oh okay maybe this shoe won't be as popular as we think. Then they reduce the but, number of shoes they produce, uh. Yeah, exactly. But but just now, you know, you mentioned that you were reading up and you kind of saw how important it is for sex workers to have a platform like this. Well, mm. like, like, what did you discover? Uh, I mean, you know, the the I mean, there's a very interesting, I think, article on uh, Wired UK about about this whole thing, and then they actually traced 
a lot of the the political lobbying, uh, not not political uh, but the lobbying for for banning porn uh, in general on on these platforms to a group in the I think uh, it's a very fundamentalist uh, Christian group called Exodus Cry uh, and they they do it via a twofold approach to the problem by first you know saying that they are trying to stop uh, human trafficking uh, right. And, mm. and 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 the pro- proliferation of child porn on sites like this, but then uh, along with that mission, they also tag on, uh, you know, trying to ban all porn uh, because they don't see porn as a, as there, there's no there's no upside to porn uh, basically, in their mm. eyes. So um, it's a it's a pretty interesting read. I I I'm curious whether how they got these sources that 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 these, um, this particular uh organization was was behind this part. The, this uh, decision by OnlyFans uh. so um, I think that they, they weren't able to get comments from, from the organisation and stuff like that but uh, it's in this article also where they talk about how um, you know that there are there are benefits for for sex workers and all and, and uh, when for, when OnlyFans came and, and provided uh, an avenue for sex workers to actually uh, yeah be, don't have to do face to face especially during COVID during the period in COVID, where a lot of people are locked out at home, and and, and you know, they 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 know then the these uh, sex workers uh, also don't want to expose themselves to COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, and, and then by by, so the funny thing is that yeah, like, I mean, the mission of this of these fundamentalist organizations is to uh, supposedly help like the human trafficking issue and stuff like that, but. By banning platforms, by banning like um, porn on platforms like OnlyFans, it forces a lot of these sex workers to, you know, go on other platforms that are not as, uh, not as secure, and also go on platforms. I uh, not say go on platforms, but actually have to go underground, uh, basically, and expose themselves to to different kinds of dangers like that are that are not uh, documented la. So wow, yeah, it's a very deep discussion, and even they even talk about using cryptocurrency as opposed to using. Using like traditional uh, payment methods and things like that, law. So um, it's, it's it's quite a deep dive, uh, interesting article, and uh, I, I would suggest that yeah, like, if you want to understand better how all you know fundamentalist lobbyists, uh, the payment processors, and uh, OnlyFans sites like OnlyFans and the sex workers themselves, how they all uh, are all interlinked. This article does a pretty good job talking about it. Wow. Actually, yeah, because that also, like, like what you say, like, goes much deeper be- below the surface, and mm. it's it's always very illuminating to to read up or, or understand the dynamics of something that seems very simple on the surface. Yeah. So, so you, we we'll put the link in the description, like. Mm, correct, correct. Definitely put the link in the description. Yeah. But I mean, I'm just curious what what happens over the next few days with regards to to creators, and and I'm sure there will be creators sharing their thoughts. Uh, on whether or not they're going to stay with OnlyFans or whether there's any new platforms that are coming out. Because like, even in the previous mm. podcast when we talked about it, we did say uh, that that, it, that it's, ju- it's it's the website Fan Time or something that caters to sexually explicit content and is like an OnlyFans competitor. Like. Yeah. So maybe yeah. they they probably got a got a got an influx of creators. Mm. And I think um, like like what you said like, like why would a creator stick with OnlyFans when there's no saying they won't do something like this again in future. Yeah, yeah, correct. Wow, interesting, yeah. Mm. 
Interesting, but but yeah, I guess now it's time for the one short comment of the past few days, man. Yep. Um, so what is to your... you? Would you like to go first? Well, uh, I think the the one short comment is by um, Pillybag Studios. You know, long time listener. Mm. I think she 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 talks about she's a she also she's a illustrator. Well, she talks about how she used to have to. Um, when she was working from home because there was no commuting, so it was tough to keep up with our podcast because there was you know she usually listens to it on her commute, uh, but now that she's back at work, even on a fifty percent basis, she has exhausted all the episodes like, and 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 uh, she has to ration she has to try and ration them for commuting like. So, uh, yeah, I I think it's 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 interesting like, you know the, just to see how people's listening patterns. Uh, differ between d- during the work from home period and now that we're going back to the office and all, uh, right? Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, uh, Harish and I were just talking today also about our own habits of like, uh, li- like discovering and listening to new podcasts, right? Uh, I yeah. think uh, last time when I was driving a lot more, I think I, I was, I, I really like was like you know listening to a lot of different new podcasts that people were recommending me and all. But now really like I, I try to stick to the ones that I. I am familiar with because I don't have as much uh, downtime. I mean, not downtime, but driving time to listen to podcasts like before. Mm, mm, mm. And and I mean, I think it's also on that same thread where there were some other comments that uh, were kind of like quite thankful that we have three episodes a week would go insane if it was a weekly thing. Um, and about how people listen to Yalabad every morning while they walk their dog and do their chores. <laughs> and also whether... They wonder if the boomers, i.e. us, can maintain the schedule. Mm. Of course we can. All right. Um, we might record late night sometimes, uh, late afternoon sometimes, but we will continue to create con- uh, content. Because, I mean, honestly, when I saw those comments, it really fucking warmed the the, the depths of my heart, man. Yeah. Just yeah. knowing that, oh, fuck, people will go insane if we only did this once a week and not three times a week. Yeah. Holy shit. And sometimes we, you know, we approach these topics and... and we're not we're not like super like have encyclopedic knowledge of any of these topics like right, um, yeah. But it's just in that process of just like reading out about it and and just talking through it, and even even if we we both read the same articles, we can come out with very different um opinions or, or views about it like. I think that's the the fun part about 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 it even for us like right to maintain yeah. the three times a week thing, and 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 yeah lah we we. You know, after a while, it's like yeah, it's, it's quite entertaining. Like I really wanted to hear what was your opinion about the, you know, the alamak and the, the Kamala thing as well. Uh, yeah, just as as you know, minority versus majority and all that. So I think it's been illuminating for for everyone else as well, And, and it cool forces thing. us to read the news, lah. It forces us to read the news. Yeah, <laughs> because because yeah. I think even last week we met a listener, and if you're listening now, you would know uh, who kind of. Asked us, hey, how come we haven't uploaded our third episode for the week? Because, you know, she's waiting. And yeah. I was like, God damn. That's <laughs> awesome, but also pressurizing. But, Pressure, but yeah, pressure. we will we will continue to. And and I mean, hopefully we we get some some additional uh, 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 support on our team soon. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, and we will continue to cre- create as much as we can. Mm. Um, so that was right, your one show community, yeah? No, no, no. I oh, just wanted to build yeah, off because yeah. I mean, I was thinking, I, but I felt that comment might be your one show comment because uh, it, really, it really was a nice comment. So I have a backup. Mm, uh. Okay, okay. Uh, a, a backup. Uh, actually, two comments that were about the same thing mm. um, 
And earlier today, I also met one friend who's a long-time listener who's probably listening to this uh, now as well who also said the same thing. It was mm. in the last podcast when I said that um, Tentera Darat Malaysia, <laughs> all three of them thought the Tentera was a sound effect. And if there were three people who thought that, there were probably many more. Yeah. So and, and all I said you. was Tentera Darat Malaysia. Yeah. And these people all thought I was making a sound effect to preface the Darat Malaysia. So I was just going around like... I mean, that is fucking hilarious, man. So holy shit. Yeah, I think right now the world awaits your apology for playing with the name of the Malaysian army. No, no, no. I said it I said it as it is supposed to be said and I can guarantee that it is Tentera. So so it's you guys who mistook it. Kudos to, shout outs to Kim Ji-hoon and John Lim 2 for echoing those sentiments. And I'm pretty sure there are other people who thought the same. And you know what? If you thought the same and you had a laugh, then that's that's all well and good, man. Yeah, yeah. That's but, all well and good. Uh, cool, man. Yeah, that's. I, I think uh, I I try to get off that horse of like talking about your pronunciation or the area. I think that one. It's so passe. It's so passe. It's, it's getting there already. Like, it's getting there. Yeah, but that, my I will reiterate my pronunciation of that <laughs> that word was not wrong. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I say I'm not. I'm trying my best to resist from making dead jokes about it or there already. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. For your yeah. sake, for your sake. Cool. Yeah, okay. For your mental yeah, yeah, yeah. health. I, I don't. Health. I don't need. I don't. I don't need your <laughs> your pity and all that, lah. Okay. Please. Everyone's mental health is you know is at stake during this this period. So I'm making extra effort. This uh, is like when you when you were uh when you saw the message, you know, like what reach out to your minority friend. Oh no 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 just no no! no, 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 no I, don't even, I don't even say anything. I don't even say. I just keep quiet. I just keep quiet. <laughs> Don't make any snarky comments, Terence. That's why I, I just tell myself. Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, on a more positive note, what is your one shook thing? My one shook thing is the the story of these twins known mm. as the Hogan twins. Mm. Have you heard of them or not? The Hogan twins? No. They are these conjoined twins mm. uh, who are who uh, were born in 2006, so now they are 16. And I heard mm. about it during the Joe Rogan podcast with Neil Bloomkamp, um, who was the creator of District 9 and Elysium. So I started reading up about it. So basically these twins, right, they are conjoined at the head and they share a brain. Mm. And the most interesting thing about them is that they share uh, thalamus, which mm. means that... Um, they, they they share brain tissue, have interconnected neurons, and they can actually see what each other see. Mm-hmm. So it's it's fucking... And there are a few video documentaries on YouTube and Facebook that kind of showcase uh, their ability. I mean, of course, with anything you see online, there are ways of fabricating the facts and all, but, but I think there has been research done on them and it's so damn interesting because... It, it's almost like sci-fi. And I mean, they did have uh, health conditions and all, but now apparently they're doing well. Mm. But the video documentaries are, 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 are insane, man. Mm, mm, it's insane. Mm. So they could they could see what, what each other's twin, uh, what, what each other were seeing. Mm. And this is, uh, so, so the, the how, how do people look it up or find uh, this? I mean, they're known as the Hogan twins H-O-G-H-O-G-A-N mm. there are a few video documentaries on, on YouTube and Facebook and a bunch of articles and yeah we'll definitely put the link in the show notes as well mm. 
but yeah, it's 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 just a very interesting case, and I mean, it's it's great to know that they're doing well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and and what's your one stroke thing? Uh, I just want to give a very big shout out to, um, Singapore's Paralympic Paralympic champion in swimming, mm. Yip Pin mm. Siu. Uh, mm. she has won her fourth career career gold at Tokyo Paralympics, which is going on right now. Um, and uh, yeah, she just did it. I I watched the whole race as well. She won the women's hundred meter backstroke for second straight games after after the last time where she where she broke the world record lah in 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 Brazil in twenty sixteen. And this time mm. she didn't break the world record, but she still defended her gold medal. And uh, it is a uh, it was pretty freaking amazing to watch lah. I would encourage. I know everyone, you know, we've we've watched all the Olympics and all the exploits of the, all these great athletes, but uh, if you can just watch this one race from the Paralympics of Yip Pin Siu's race because it's not just her, but I think uh, everyone else was participating in that race lah. Uh, I just want to give a huge shout out because they are all super inspirational, and and. Mm. You know, just watching the, the 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 different challenges that they have, you know, physically, and how they're able to overcome it to compete at a very 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 high level for uh, you know in in the Paralympics, it's uh it makes me you know, question my own existence as well. Like, wow, you know, I'm I'm we're so blessed with so many things, but why why do we not uh why are we not striving for for more like, You know, and mm. and I think I think her story is probably the pinnacle, and the fact that she's Singaporean and she's winning gold, multiple golds for Singapore, uh, yeah, we should celebrate that a lot more la, than than shit on than shit on the Olympians who didn't win the the gold medals and stuff like that la, right? Mm-hmm. I think I see a lot more buzz about the our Olympians not winning gold compared to the fact that our Paralympians are like you know like breaking world records and shit lah. I see, I see. Yeah. Wow, that, that is cool. I mean, I, I have seen some people chat about it, but yeah, it hasn't occupied the mainstream consciousness, like mm. how how the non-wins of the, the, the losses of our Olympic athletes did. Mm. And, she's, and she's, I think this probably might be her last games because she's already 29 years old. Uh, mm. So she she debuted in 2008 at the Beijing Games. So we're talking about like a 13, 14-year career that she has had at the games, like the the Paralympic games, like. so so it's, it's just really quite um, it's inspiring, like. it's very inspiring. And, so yeah, and she holds the world record, right? For, yeah, yeah. For, she holds quite a few world records. Yeah, yeah. So we have you know we have world class athletes in our in our midst in Singapore, like. So don't don't shit on your kids' dreams, like, next time. Yeah, no matter wow. what. <laughs> you better tell yourself that. Too, <laughs> yeah, right? of course, of course, I do, I do. No, I think these are real the real heroes that we need to celebrate. We need and I really hope that if you are listening to this, just go watch the race. It, it's it's about two or three minute kind of thing. And mm. and you know, either you'll probably be a different person after watching it. Yeah. Oh, there's a high, high praise. Yes, yes, yes. Cool, right. man. Cool. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Yes. If you're listening to this in the morning, have a great day. If you're listening to this at night, have a great night. Yeah. We we doesn't matter what you're doing, you know, we want to bring that same the same energy and the same joy and the same laughter the to same your energy. life. <laughs> the same energy as we are recording at 12:30 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> the same can, energy, yes. Yeah, you can tell we're, yeah, we're stretching energy. it. Uh, only fans, yeah, only fans. <laughs> exciting, exciting. <laughs>
<laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Talk to y'all soon.